All right, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us again here on the Three Major Sports Podcast. We are back for episode number 15. Uh, I am once again joined by my phenomenal co-host, Rob, from the West Coast now. Say what's up, fella. Hello, hello. And I, as always, join you from wonderful South Florida. So, we are uh, on the eve of week two in the NFL. After an awesome start to the season last week, we got a pretty good Thursday night football game this past Thursday with the Washington football team. And I almost called them that racial slur. You did. You did. The Washington football team and the New York Giants as uh, WFT pulled it out after a boneheaded offside on a game-winning field goal that they ended up missing and hit on the redo. So that's always uh, (laughs) kicking the balls when your team loses on something like that. Uh, You won the game, and then 30 seconds later, you now have an L. Uh, But that was a great game all the way around. Taylor Heineke um, really shows everybody something. This this dude was uh, a backup in the XFL uh, like 18 months ago, and he just won a game in the National Football League. So... Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty awesome for him. Uh, it's a great story. Hopefully, uh, that team is not awful all year long, and people can take notice of that. But it's a good start to week two. So, one thing we wanted to kick off with is reviewing our pick selections from last week. So, if you listen to the pod, you know that we are starting to um, pick Five games a week, uh, we are going to pick the Dolphins game, the Browns game, and then three other major games every week. We had our first week. Uh, the results were overwhelmingly in my favor. Um, I, I finished the week four and one. Rob finished the week two and three. So let's start there. Um, let's start with your boys. You took the Browns to beat the Chiefs. And I did. man, for like 35 minutes of that football game, it looked like that was exactly what was going to happen. And then the Chiefs offense turned into the Chiefs offense. Um, a little bit of, I'm not going to blame it on Cleveland, right? Because they did play an awesome game, but they had some costly errors down the stretch. Yeah. Uh, and Kansas City did end up coming out on top. So what did you take away from your team's performance? Um, so I, I try to caution myself, you know, if, 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 we're a real football team now. You can't always put all your chips into moral victories. So I'll say that. I'm not happy with, with taking a loss. But what I will have to say is that we put a scare into one of the two best teams in the NFL on the road, lo- losing by four points, had the lead most of the game, like you said, uh, if not for Nick Chubb's fumble and the muff punt by uh, Jamie Gillian, um, we, we probably would have uh, pulled that game out. Um, even Baker's interception at the end, you know, he got hit on the feet right as he was releasing the ball. I, I don't necessarily blame him for that. Uh, otherwise, he had a pretty awesome game. I think he only had six incompletions. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, to me, it, it's hard. It's hard to feel too, too bad. Um, I think the defense is going to be better against an offense that isn't led by Patrick Mahomes. So, uh, you know, you may see a little bit more of what our offense or what our defense is capable of this week against Houston. Um, where, you know, you have Tyrod Taylor and Mark Ingram and, you know, 19 dudes. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, 
I, I took away a lot of good, a lot of good points. I would have liked to see them close, but that sort of tells you where they are uh, to start the season. They can hang with these guys, even in the road. Um, they hung with them last year in the playoffs on the road. So um, it just sort of lets me know that they belong. Uh, they're not quite ready to, to be dethroning anybody, but that's why you play the whole season. You, you hope to work your way up to that. So I don't feel bad picking them. I'll, I'll take that L. I knew I was going out on a limb uh, when I did it. Um, of course. So, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I will say is from a team who has Super Bowl aspirations, as the Browns do, um, they definitely have the talent levels to get there. They they need they can't lay an egg like they did in the second half. They were outscored twenty three to seven in the second half of that game. Yeah. Um, after going up twenty two to ten, basically at halftime, I believe. So that's you can't you can't blow them out like that in the first half and then just lay a total egg, right? If you put, I mean, literally, if you put any other points on the board, you basically win that game. Uh, in the second half, they were scoreless in the third quarter and then only put up a touchdown in the fourth. Um, and you can't do that against Mahomes and the Chiefs. We've seen it happen time and time again for the past three or four years. Uh, if you've got those guys on the ropes, you need to finish it because, again, they've been down three scores in the playoffs and come back and, and won a game. So I was going to say, the year they won the Super Bowl, they came back from double digits in every single game. In every playoff game, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, Big things are coming for the Browns, I think. Uh, they obviously didn't look terrible. They, they had a huge lead against the Chiefs. So uh, I think that that'll get better for them. So let's see. So that was our first one. That was one of the ones that we uh, had different opinions on. Obviously, KC ended up with the win there for me. Cleveland did not. Uh, next is one that we both agreed on. Uh, we both took my Dolphins over the Patriots. Uh so the Dolphins were thoroughly outplayed in this game. This is this was not an impressive performance by any means uh, by the Dolphins. We won 17-16 because Xavier Howard punched out a fumble in the last two minutes of the game uh, with the Patriots knocking on the doorstep for what is normally a game-winning touchdown in the Bill Belichick era. <laughs> but what I will say is 10 times out of 10 in the last 20 years, the Dolphins lose that game. Getting outplayed like that on the road in Gillette Stadium on opening day, the Dolphins don't win those games. So the fact that we actually did not have to worry about getting a moral victory and took home an actual victory is, is, is absolute progress in, for this franchise, right? So that I will give them, right? We, we, we got the W. We did what we were supposed to do. But it didn't look good. Tua didn't look great. Um, he looked okay. He can't seem to throw the ball outside of the numbers unless he's just throwing a jump ball to Devontae Parker. And that's a little concerning because uh, we need, we need you to work the whole field, dude. It's the NFL. You can't, this isn't college. You can't win uh, throwing the ball down the middle of the field only, right? You need to use sideline to sideline. He's got the arm strength for it, right? So it's getting to the point where I really don't know what the hell the holdup is anymore. Like, is it coaching? Is it play calling? Is it his decision-making? Does he shrink in the pocket mentally? Like, what is the issue? Because I don't get it. Um, Mac Jones looked better than Tua did. <laughs> that sucks to say, man. Uh, but we got the win. They did not. Uh, anything that you think about Los Dolphins? Uh, yeah, here's – I mean, here's one of the things for me. Having to adjust to this West Coast time – uh, I 
our store opens at 10 a.m. And, and that's when you guys kick off. So <laughs> I got to see uh, zero seconds of the game. Mm. Um, but like you said, normally that's one of the games that Miami would lose. Uh, I, I did, and part of why I, I went with your team in this uh, in this pick in the first place is I feel like the Patriots after Tom Brady are just sort of, um, I don't know, like the Miami Hurricanes okay. or, or like the, the Notre Dame uh, football teams where – Preseason, they get all this hype. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they they get all this hype because of who they were and not what they are. Um, Because I don't, I mean, they're who's their biggest weapon? Is it is it Nelson Aguilar? Right. I mean, he seems like their number one receiver. Right, right, right. And and you know, Derek Carr is better than Mac Jones. Uh, He had Nelson Aguilar last year, and no one was like, "Ooh, the Raiders are going to win the division because they have Nelson Aguilar." Like, why is it different because he's on the Patriots? Like to me. I don't, I don't see them. I see them being a 16 point a game offense or, you know, maybe on a big scoring day, they're 24 to 28, but like, that's who they are. So like just on paper, the dolphins are better than they are. <laughs> so it wasn't yeah. super surprising. I would have liked maybe the, the score to be a little higher. Um, but I, yeah, I, I just think, I think the Patriots get benefit of the doubt, I guess for good reason, but the, one of the major factors of why they were so good now plays in Tampa Bay, Florida. So. Right. No, uh, for sure. He made he made a huge difference, and 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 I will say, the Dolphins' defense is for real. The Dolphins' defense. They were last clamps. year. Yeah, that's yeah. nothing. That's nothing oh for new. sure. And what the and the thing was okay. Was this a was this just a fluke? Was it just? I mean, last year was a crazy year across the league with COVID and people missing games and people opting out. Like, was it something that was sustainable? And the answer is one hundred percent yes. We definitely sustained that level of defense um and i mean our best player came up with our biggest play at the biggest moment of the game and i think there's not much else that you can really look for in in your defense right they bend not break right only giving up 16 points one touchdown and right. three field goals and a turnover when it needed it the most so i'll i'll take that i want to see a better performance from them going forward um Spoiler, I don't think it'll be this week, but uh, I hope that we we need to get better on offense. This 17 points isn't going to cut it in this league. Yeah, so. that, that would be the one last thing I have on, on your team. And this is just, I mean, totally unbiased um, and not an insult. But what I would say is you guys are sort of in the opposite position of what we are. Is I, I, I think that the Patriots are relatively easy to defend. So I don't know that that's necessarily a great test of, of who you guys really are. The mm-hmm. same way for our defense, it's hard to judge them on, you know, Patrick Mahomes at home. Uh, it just, you know, I think those are two different ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, it'll no, be similar sure. this week against Houston, like I said. Like, you're, now we're going to the other side of the spectrum where they have zero weapons. So our defense, hopefully, will look a lot better. So, I mean, Houston put but, up 37 points this week. That's not uh... – they, they did. They did. I don't, I don't know that, that the Browns will be the same as Jacksonville, but we'll, uh, we'll see. Yep. So, on to the next one. Indeed. So, we both took wins with that one. Yes. Uh, next one, polar opposite. We both took L's say, on this one. This is your only L. Yep. And this is one of the more surprising outcomes of the week, to be completely honest. So, this was the Steelers yeah. at Buffalo. Yeah. And – Buffalo laid a turd on offense. Um, they scored 16 points. They only scored six points in the second half. They had a 10-0 lead. 
at halftime. Uh, and it all fell apart in the second half. The Steelers, I don't even know how they made it happen. I don't think there was anything. Like, I watched most of that game since it was uh, since the Dolphins played late, and that was uh, the CBS game down here in the 1 o'clock hour. There was nothing overwhelming about Pittsburgh's offense. Big Ben looked his age. <laughs> he yeah. was uh, – his QBR was 32 for the game. He didn't even throw for more than 200 yards, right? No, yeah, 188 and a touchdown. Um, Najee Harris rushed for 45 yards on 16 carries. So that was nothing uh, to really write home about. Yeah. Um, Deontay Johnson had 10 targets on the team. He had five receptions. That's not great. Uh, If you're going to get targeted 10 times, I'm going to need you to do better than 50%. So there was nothing really that stood out on this offense that was like, oh, my God, this was great. Like, there's no wonder they won this game. Uh, it yeah. just more than anything stood out on the other side that the Bills did not do really anything to help themselves. They, I mean, they had better stats, right? Josh Allen threw for 100 yards more than Big Ben, uh, but his QBR was only 12 points higher, so not too great. Uh, they rushed for, what is that, 40-something yards more than, than Pittsburgh. And their receivers – Converted more on their targets. Diggs was 9 out of 14. Uh, Beasley, 8 out of 13. There, yeah, I know. Um, there's nothing really about this box score that says that Pittsburgh won this game other than the final score. So it was surprising. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the Bills uh, during our picks this week as they are the Dolphins' opponents uh, tomorrow. But, yeah, I mean, not surprising – that we both picked them. Very surprising at that outcome. We will see how the Steelers uh, continue to do. They've got their home opener this week against the Raiders. I think that that'll be a big game for them personally. Um, They always do really well in home openers. This is a a home opener with a packed stadium for the first time in a while. So let's see. And we'll see how Buffalo does. So, but yeah, we both took L's on that one. After that, one of the... I don't think it was – I guess it was kind of surprising. What do you mean kind of? The margin of victory is what was surprising about this more than anything. Um, huh. So the Cardinals went into Nashville and really put a stomping on the Titans, 38-13. Listen, listen. You can get a little vulgar. It's very late. <laughs> like, let's just – They did kick the shit out of them. It was, it was bad. It was, and it was bad quickly. You could do nothing oh, yeah. to Kyler. Yeah, it was 24-6 at halftime. It was 10-0 at the end of the first quarter. Like, this all got going, and it got going fast. And Tennessee did not really have an answer to anything that happened. We, no. praised, we, we, we praised Tennessee tremendously on, uh, on this podcast last week. Um, and even with the addition of Julio Jones, the return of Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Ryan Tannehill uh, – Tannehill looked mediocre, 22 QBR, 212 pick. Kyler yep. Murray looked elite. Kyler Murray yep. had 289 yards, four touchdowns, and did throw a pick, but he was just another outs- one. Ru- or, damn. Yeah, another rushing touchdown, too, right? And a rushing touchdown. That's correct. Yeah, so he, uh, so he accounted for five scores. Uh, one thing that I noticed is everything I saw in that game, Kyler Murray was running absolute circles in the backfield around Titan defenders. And then he's squaring up and throwing lasers 30, 40 yards down the field to like, down the field to like open receivers. And it's like, all right. D Hop had 83. 
Christian Kirk with another 70. Both of them had two touchdowns. Um, even Chase Edmonds, the running back, got into the receiving game with four catches for 43 yards. Cliff Kingsbury seems to uh, have established some sort of offense that, that looks like it's it's going to put up some points if they can play like this. Um, it was a quiet day for A.J. Green, so if he turns it on, this offense can be really scary. We In some of our NFL matchups and some of our NFL previews, we had definitely pointed out that the NFC West was going to be one of the best divisions in football. Oh, yeah, and, it will be. And it, that, listen, if week one they, is any sort of indication, that's absolutely going to be. Yeah, they might all win 10 games, honestly. The whole that's division. insane. That's crazy. Yeah. And, that, and one of them will still miss the playoffs. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that we pointed out, even though I took Tennessee, I think we, we pointed out that the only defender that anyone even cares about is really uh, Jeffrey Simmons. And then maybe the, you know, whatever's left of Bud Dupree mm-hmm. um, after his knee injury. So, um, you know, the, the flag was sort of there that the Titans give up a lot of points. Uh, but we also did not see, you know, Julio Jones laying an egg. Um, Derrick Henry had what, like 60 yards, something like that. Uh, Rabel's yep. ripping Julio Jones after the game. Like, oh, didn't see that, that happening after one qualifies week. <laughs> as dumb shit because we don't <laughs> teach that and we don't coach that. I was like, yo, good lord. Yeah, yeah. He went right he's, after him for that. He's he's trying to break those Falcon uh, habits <laughs> that he gathered over the years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. Um, and in his debut, JJ Watt was pretty quiet with two tackles. Uh, Lost, but no sacks. Let's see if he gets it going on the other side of that, on the uh, Cardinals defense. But this is um, this is a team to watch. This is a division to watch and enjoy. I think they're going to be the most exciting division, um, aside from, I mean, I guess the AFC West too. All eight teams are one and zero in those two divisions, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, my guess is it'll be because it always seems to be NFC West and AFC North. Um, Especially yeah. now that the Browns are decent, and you know, depending how the Bengals do, uh, they they want to know as well. So, yep, I got a yeah. hot take for that later. We'll, we'll talk about the <laughs> NFC North in a little bit. Um, NFC North or AFC North? Sorry, AFC North. Yeah. Um, cool. So then, our fifth game was the Chicago Bears visiting SoFi Stadium for the first time with fans in it, and the Los Angeles Rams. We both picked the Rams on this one. We were both right. The Rams rolled. The score wasn't even um, – I mean, it was 34-14, and it didn't even feel like 34-14. It felt, it felt way more. It felt 44-7. to um, Andy Dalton was inept. Uh, Justin Fields saw the field for, like, a couple of snaps, but they didn't really make him part of the game plan. Like, they said they weren't. Um, well, wasn't he was like two for two with a with a rushing touchdown, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah. they they didn't let him really open the uh, uh, open the floodgates in terms of his offensive potential or anything like that. They no. they really kept it basic, which I get. And like we said, we're not trying to feed this kid Aaron Donald in his first game, which I totally mm-hmm. understand. Um, Andy Dalton seems like he's going to start this week uh, visiting his old team, the Bengals. I truly think that this will be his last start for the Bears. We'll see how that goes. But uh, so yeah, that ended 34-14. The Rams, the Rams are absolutely Super Bowl bound. I think. Uh, I mean, maybe not bound, but 
they have the potential. If they are anywhere short of the NFC Championship game, I think that that is a huge disappointment for that team. They were already phenomenal at every skill position and on defense. And really, it was Jared Goff holding that team back. Matt Stafford's not going to hold this team back. Matt Stafford looked like he was having the most fun playing football since he played at University of Georgia. Uh, He was out there running with his hands up, showing emotion, dropping dimes to, you know, Van Jefferson 40 yards down the field, 50 yards down the field. Um, Robert Woods got in it. Cooper Cup had an amazing game. Uh, He's really good. He really is really good. People keep sleeping on I don't know how you still sleep on Cooper Cup. This is like the third or fourth season. I get he had an ACL tear in the middle of it, but Cooper Cup is That's literally the only thing that's held him back. He's been good every time that he hasn't been injured. He's Ten targets, seven receptions, 108 yards, and a touchdown. Um, that's that's crazy. He led the team in targets. The next closest one was Tyler Higby with six. So Stafford clearly likes him. They've got chemistry. He's throwing him the ball. If you've got Cooper Cup on your fantasy team this year, congratulations. Because mm-hmm. that looks like it's going to be a great, great matchup. Stafford. 88.1 QBR, 321 yards on 20 of 26 passing and three touchdowns. That dude's going to have so much fun in this offense. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Sean McVay is going to just open everything up for him. And if oh they develop God. any sort of a run game, uh, they yeah, I, I, I agree. They, they may be close to unstoppable. Um, I think Daryl Henderson is going to be good for them. I think Daryl Henderson is going to break out um, without having to split carries with Cam Akers because of that unfortunate injury that Akers had in the preseason. I think that Daryl Henderson is going to have uh, a really good season, actually. I bought heavy stock of him in my fantasy teams. Well, and, and, and that may be. And, and with their passing attack, that may just open up some, some lanes for him that he wouldn't have seen otherwise. Right. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. It, that, that may end up being enough for them. Yep. So, let's uh, – that wraps here's, up our picture. Okay, go for it. Here's, here's another quick tidbit. Um, I, I think I agree with you that they're sort of on a, on a path to the NFC championship game. Um, I think we both would assume that their opponent there would be the, the bucks. Um, mm-hmm. They play next week uh, in LA. So that'll be Ooh. an awesome, awesome. As of right now, LA is favored. So that's, that's what Vegas thinks of the Rams so far, just to that's throw that out there. Week three, right? Week three. Yes, sir. Oh man. Tom Brady's going to have some time. He's, he's got, so he's got Rams, and then he goes to New England for that, you know, emotional homecoming, see how the reception is. Um, and then they got to play the Dolphins. So Tom Brady's going to have himself quite a little stretch here. Yeah. Let's see yeah, how that for goes sure. for the old man. <laughs> All right. So that wraps up our review of last week's picks. Uh, again, four and one for me, two and three for Rob, but it is only week one. This uh, This can definitely change. Uh, going forward. So with that, let's cover week two. And we will start with the Bills and the Dolphins this week. So the Bills come down to Hard Rock Stadium for the Dolphins home opener. Bills coming off that dud. Dolphins coming off of a W with a dud. Um, This is a Personally, as a Dolphins fan, I'm not looking forward to this tomorrow. I don't <laughs> think I don't think this is going to go well for us. I know our defense is awesome, but with the way that that offense for Buffalo played last week, I think that they've got something to prove after being such favorites to win the division in the preseason. And not to say that they're still not, but 
when people talk about you for months and through pre and through training camp and preseason as you're going to be the best team in the division, you come out and you do that to somebody in your con- or against somebody in your conference at home. Um, you're going to have to prove yourself after that, and I think that that's that's kind of the pissed off Bills team that's going to become is a good head coach. He is um, somebody who's not going to just let his team roll over. They are going to come out and try to make a statement against a division rival on the road, trying to fuck up our home opener. And I think they may be successful. Unless Tua has – unless Tua takes the steps that we all thought he was going to take this offseason, it looked like he was taking them in training camp. I mean, training camp for Tua was amazing, according to every beat writer who shit-talked them for the past year this season. Everybody loved him. Everybody said he had taken these steps uh, and that he was going to do better. I went to training camp. I, I'll be honest. I couldn't really see the difference in training camp. I was like, I don't know what everybody's talking about. So, I don't know. Let's see what Tua can do. The defense is still going to be the defense, right? And even if, if Buffalo comes and plays well, I mean, they're still – I don't think that we give them more than 24 points. But with the way that our offense is playing right now, 24 points might be more than enough to get the job done against us. Yeah. Um, so, give your, give your official pick just so we can have this notated. Oh, yes. I'm taking Buffalo. Okay. Uh, I, I think you covered most everything. I am also taking Buffalo. Okay. So we have an agreement. Indeed. All right. I don't think there's much more that we need to talk about that particular matchup. It's a little bit uh, frustrating for me. So <laughs> if you have nothing else to add about my Dolphins, we can no. move on to your your Browns. No, we've, we've done a good job of not trash-talking each other's football team. Oh, Basketball yeah. teams are a little different. Our football teams, we're, we're pretty nice about them. Yeah. Um, I think it's because we come from the same places when it comes to our football teams. <laughs> Whereas my <laughs> basketball team seems to have experienced a little bit more uh, positive energy than yours Fair. over the years. Fair. So, moving on. Both picking the Bills. Moving on to the Browns hosting. The Houston Texans, who I'm yeah. assuming everybody thought was going to be a joke this season, but came out in week one and put up 37 points, uh, be it against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But they did that with Tyrod Taylor and Brandon Cooks and Mark Ingram at running back. Like, this is just like – it's almost like they're just throwing pieces together to see what fits. Um, so I'll let you lead the way with your team. Go for it. Uh yeah, I mean, pretty simple. Vegas has them as 13-and-a-half-point favorites, which in the NFL is just a giant, giant margin. Um, I, I, I would follow suit. I see us winning by double figures. Um, I think this is the year where, uh, you know, these games that look like little traps, um, we're able to capitalize on them. Because uh, I think, you know, you're, you're going to go into a stretch here where we have three very winnable games before we play Arizona. Uh, on the road. And I think that all three of them are, are not must wins, but, um, but I, I expect, I expect a victory. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. I know Odell's out one more week at least. Uh, yeah. I think everyone except for Anthony Walker on the defense made it through week one. So we'll have uh, most of our starters. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm fairly confident this will, this will be another yep. another victory. Uh, they they beat them in Cleveland, I believe, last year with Deshaun Watson. So, yeah, um, and yeah, um, no, yeah. I mean, it's your home opener. Uh, there's yeah, there's that added 
just juice of um, just excitement of energy of everything that you would want to to see in your football team and your home stadium. Um, I'm going with Cleveland. I don't think there's any reason for Cleveland not to win this game. I think that uh, Baker's doing well, even without Odell. Jarvis is going to do fine in that offense with him. Chubb, Hunt. Um, there's, I mean, Vegas. All is, the tight ends. Anthony Schwartz. Yeah, Rashard all Higgins. The tight ends. Yeah. Um, Vegas is not usually wrong when they put something at 13 and a half points. That's so. the biggest spread for the week. Even the Bucks against the Falcons, the Bucks are favored by less points. That's kind of crazy because the Falcons really absolutely suck ass. Yeah, they're a point <laughs> favorite. Yeah. Um, okay. So another agreement between us is your, I'm assuming you're taking your boys in? Indeed. Yes, sir. Yes. As am I. No way we pick Houston in this. So <laughs> we've got. John if I wasn't Dodgers. picking the Chiefs, I sure as hell ain't picking the Texans. <laughs> That's a fair point. Um, <laughs> All right, so we got our homer teams out of the way. Now we've got three more matchups that I think are just intriguing. Um, I didn't want to take obvious ones, right, because it's – especially after seeing some of the performances of week one, I think that there are some interesting teams there. So the first one I want to go with, uh, Cowboys at Chargers. So now the Chargers get to use SoFi Stadium instead of the Rams, and – they're bringing in the Cowboys. The Cowboys lost on the opening night of the season in Tampa, which was not an unexpected result. But the Cowboys played much better than I anticipated. That offense looked really, really good. But they don't really have much on the defensive end. On top of that, their two best defensive linemen are out. Um, so I don't... I, I think that the Chargers are one of the best teams in the AFC. I think Justin Herbert is one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC at this point, even, you know, only, what, 18 games into his – 17 games into his NFL career. Um, their offensive line looked monstrous last year uh, – last week. Uh, what's his name? Rashawn Slater, the kid from Northwestern that they drafted in the first round. Mm-hmm. He looked outrageous. I don't know if he even lost a matchup all day on that line. Um the line right now is Chargers by three. I think that that's way too close. You get three points just for being at home. I don't think this game is a push. I think that this, with offenses on both sides being really great, it's going to come down to who's got the better defense, and I absolutely think that the Chargers have a better defense, leading with uh, with Bosa on the line. Um, I, I think it's going to be all Chargers, actually. I, don't, I think three points is kind of a slap in the face of the Chargers, and I'd be putting that up on the wall as we walked out there to kick the Cowboys' ass. Yeah. So yeah, this is disappointing because I I don't enjoy. Uh, it's hard to, to to make a comeback if we pick the same teams. But <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm heavy Chargers. Um, pretty much everything you said, I agree with. I I do think that the Cowboys' offense is awesome. Dak Prescott looked really good coming back from that ankle injury. Um, but I like you said, I I think Herbert and yeah. uh, and the Chargers will you know being home, uh, having that home opener, having fans finally. Um, I think they're going to play really well. So, yeah, I'm going Chargers as well. Yeah, I think it will be high scoring. I don't. There's nothing negative to say about the Cowboys' offense, like you said. Dak 
looks like he didn't miss a beat. Right. Uh, Amari Cooper looked great. A CD Lamb looked bro. great. CD yeah. Lamb looked great. Michael Gallup looked great. Uh, a good fit in that offense. Zeke looked great. They're gonna score. They're gonna score this week. I just think that they're going to allow the guys on the other side to score more than them. Uh, so I think a high-scoring affair, but I'm taking the Chargers at home in their home opener as well. Yep. So next, uh, this is this is interesting. I think this is an interesting matchup, which is one of the reasons I picked it, especially after the performance that uh, both these teams put up last week. 49ers at Philadelphia. The 49ers are three-point favorites on the road. I will let you take this one first. Uh, so ever since Kyle Shanahan got there, I've been heavy, heavy, heavy 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that won't stop this week. I, I did like to see Jalen Hurts have some success, uh, last week. I think, you know, as a person and as a player, I, I like seeing him play. I like seeing, um, but I also think that the Eagles, they're, they're just not there yet in their development. Um, they just, they, ran into a really crappy team and just kicked the crap out of them. Um, but the, the 49ers, I think, are ready to compete for a Super Bowl right now. Uh, you know, they, they may even make a quarterback change halfway through the year and get even better, uh, depending on how Trey Lance um, acclimates to the system, you know, how fast that takes. But, yeah, I'm, I'm heavy San Francisco. I think they win by 7 to 10 points. Okay. They are, uh, what do we say, three-point favorites on the road. I um I agree with what you said. I think Kyle Shanahan is definitely top five, maybe top three best coaches in the league. He is one of the most creative offensive coaches in the league. He does a really, really good job of putting his players in positions to succeed. Um, we've seen it. They've already had a Super Bowl run, right? They're one Jimmy Garoppolo overthrow to Emmanuel Sanders from beating the Chiefs in that Super Bowl. So they are no slouches. They had a bad year last year, but that's just I injuries. Mean, I mean, yeah. they, like <laughs> all their team was gone. Correct. So uh, the Eagles on the other side of the ball, apparently that systems guy put in a system for them and <laughs> the system is going to help them, you know, not think so much and rely on talent. No thing yeah. equals more talent. Talent yeah. takeover, as he said. So I, it talent looks like it worked over. for them. They did play the absolutely shitty, dirty birds of Atlanta. Um, they beat them at home, though. So they beat them. I mean, they, they beat them in Atlanta, in Atlanta. Devontae Smith had the touchdown catch in his NFL debut. Um, he basically actually I thought it was pretty cool. His first NFL touchdown, he caught in the same spot that he caught the game-winning touchdown in the national championship the year that it was. Um, and I think it was last year. Yeah, I think it was maybe last year or the year before, whenever it was that he caught a touchdown in the national championship. It was like basically the same spot in the end zone. I was like, ah, oh, it's pretty cool. But, was it from um, Jalen Hurts? No, I don't. I don't know. No, Jalen no? Hurts didn't. Okay. Jalen Hurts. The only national championship he won was the one that Tua took over at halftime. So oh, I thought there's it no was way that he would have. Okay. No, he wouldn't have thrown a game-winning anything in that game. So fair enough. They actually took him out because he was down. Um, so, but I am going to go with the Eagles on this one. Ooh, and okay. The 49ers did not um, go back. They were in Detroit this past week. 
They did not fly back to the West Coast. They went straight to Jersey, where they spent this week. So these guys have been away from home for two weeks. They are probably heading into this game thinking about the flight home already and getting back. I think that this may be one of those um, – what do they call them now? Of course, I just – I just uh, – I drew a blank, but this is going to be like a surprise, you know, like gotcha, trap like game. It's a, a trap game. There it is. So, I, I mean, they're going to walk in there, swaggery nipples, we're the 49ers and we can <laughs> beat anybody. But uh, I think Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are going to have something to say about it. I think they're going to squeak it out by two, maybe three points, late field goal to win it. But I will take Philadelphia in this one, and it also keeps us from picking the same five teams this week because I think we all know where we're going with the last one. And when we <laughs> yes. So I'll put okay. this down. Well, that's, that's fair. All right. So with that, we come on to our fifth and final game to pick. It is the Sunday night football matchup again for the second week in a row that we are picking. And this time it is the Kansas City Chiefs taking their talents to Baltimore, Maryland to play the Ravens. Um, I got a hot take on this one, so I will lead. I don't think the Ravens are going to win seven games this year. Really? Maybe seven, maybe eight. I think the Ravens are awful. I think Lamar Jackson is kind of overrated. Um, I think that with all the injuries, they stand even less of a chance now. Um, I think that they are going to get beat up by the Browns and the Steelers four times this year. I think they might even get beat up by the Bengals. I am not a believer in the Ravens. Uh, What's the line in this game? Four points KC. I mean, I'd double that easy and put money on it. They're going to win by way more than a touchdown, I think. Uh, This is not going to be pretty. Kansas City is going to dice them up on defense. And, I mean, they've only got one quality defender left in the secondary now after Marcus Peters going down, and that's Marlon Humphrey. So, like, yeah, okay, cool. So you're going to put Marlon Humphrey on, I'm assuming Tyreek Hill. Cool. Now we're going to kill you with Hardman. We're going to kill you with Kelsey. Uh, there's nobody to stop any sort of running game they want. And Mahomes does what he wants back there. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm taking KC. And more so than that, I think I'm predicting an absolutely awful showing this season from the constantly overrated Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> Uh, a lot of that is music to my ears because I hate the Ravens uh, for obvious reasons. Um, I'm also, I really enjoy that the scheduling uh, people gave them a shitty start to the season because they always seem to do that to us um, and get us in a hole right, right as the season starts before you even I have mean, a chance. But to it's even the they, they started with the Raiders. They, they went up 14-0 in that game and choked it away. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I sort of thought that that was more, um, I don't know. Uh, you're right. You're right. I mean, I guess that was a cupcake. No, granted, it was on the road. Um, but yeah, it's I'm 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 kind of with you. The Ravens and especially Lamar Jackson, he's a regular season quarterback to me. Uh, that running game where you know he's their best runner, uh, that crap typically only works in the regular season. Yeah. Uh, at least as well. Like Michael Vick was the same idea. Michael Vick. You know, that, that stuff worked in the regular season, and he was amazing. He, he was fun to watch. Um, but when it came down to running an offense in the playoffs, it just sort of fizzled out. Right. Um, I think Lamar Jackson sort of the same idea. Uh, I have this argument all the time. I, I have a friend that I'll – he'll try to compare Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, and I'll, I'll 
agree that Lamar Jackson's very good. He's probably a top five quarterback, but he's not in the same stratosphere as Patrick Mahomes. No. Um, I don't think anyone is, honestly. Maybe Aaron Rodgers currently. I don't think anyone right. else even comes close to those guys. Uh, despite all the uh, stolen Cadillac converter jokes from the last week. Um, but yeah, the, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, obviously I'm taking the chiefs as well. I'm a little surprised that the line is smaller uh, than it was for the Browns, but I have a feeling that's just because the chiefs are on the road instead of at home. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, so Casey on both. So we agree that Buffalo may take out my fins. The Browns will beat Houston. The Chargers will beat the Cowboys. The Chiefs will beat the Ravens. And you've got the 49ers, which is probably what I should have done. I'm sticking to the (laughs) Eagles. And let's see what they can do. So those are our picks for this coming week. Follow us on Instagram at 3MajorSports. And we definitely post results up there. We're keeping a season-long tally. See who wins this at the end of the year. Just for some internal show bragging rights um yeah we'll, we'll have a wager halfway through the year we'll see how this yeah, we'll goes come up with we'll, something. we'll do something yeah just gotta do it before i take too large of a commanding lead and then <laughs> we'll, do it. well if we're gonna agree on four or five every week it's gonna take me a while to catch up indeed i mean you're only two behind so let's see um cool so with that before we wrap up we did touch on a lot of uh Subjects from week one. It was an exciting week one. It was fun to have the NFL back. It definitely delivered in excitement and entertainment. Um, So you've got a couple of these, so I'll let you lead the way. What are some of the things or one of the things that you took away from week one uh, that caught your attention the most? So I'm going to stick to the positive uh, because I I don't like – I don't like doing the negative after one week because it's, it's so hard to, to actually jerky. see. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you try to stay away from that stuff and give teams, you know, a month to sort of figure themselves out. Yeah. Uh, two teams that I uh, was really surprised with um, and, and maybe not super surprised with the Seahawks. The Seahawks are one. I thought they played awesome. Um, I think that they're probably, they're probably right there with the 49ers as the second best team in the NFC West. Uh, I think they're going to win double-digit games again. Russell Wilson looks as good as he ever has. Uh, DK Metcalf is an absolute monster. Um, so I'm I'm super excited to see what they do. Uh, I'm I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that I'll uh, I'll be able to go to a game this year. Um, but yeah, Seahawks and the way they sort of beat up the Colts on the road, uh, I, I thought that was that was pretty pretty neat to see. Uh, second one, and again, I'm going to stick to the positive, so I won't talk about their opponent, but the way the Saints played, uh, you know, in the post-Drew Brees era, huh. that was that was a surprise. Granted, it was uh, a neutral field, so they weren't in New Orleans, but, um, you know, 38-3 to on opening day with a new starting quarterback, and especially that starting quarterback, um, <laughs> his, his yardage wasn't eye-popping. Um, I mean, granted, he really has no weapons besides for uh, Alvin Kamara right now. But yeah, uh, Jameis Winston looked good. I mean, he he legitimately looked good. He really um, did. And and with Sean Payton, you're sort of like, oh God, like they they might be able to do some stuff this year. So uh, those were those were big surprises. Um, 
to me and, and just really excited to see how they progress as the season goes on. Yeah. Uh, Jameis Winston, I mean, if really all it took for Jameis Winston to live up to his potential was fucking LASIK surgery, <laughs> why did it take five years to get it done? Because he's Jameis Winston. He's a fucking goofball. Like, come on, man. Instead of eating W's, you should have been doing some research and, uh, you know, num, 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 I'm going to eat this LASIK. Right. Right. Uh, but, you know, that I think is, I think that's a good point that the Saints may, I mean, and if they can get their shit together for a couple of weeks and then all of a sudden Michael Thomas is back in the mix after, you know, seven or eight weeks, whenever he comes off the, the IR, then that could be interesting. It's not a terribly strong division outside of the Bucks, right? So you can always try to catch a wild card spot out of there. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that's interesting. The Saints, the Saints I mean, and yeah, we're not going to shit on the Packers. Because we know that this is not what the Packers are going to be, what we assume, I'm pretty sure, with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. But I, I think this was a little bit of petty Aaron Rodgers. Like, eh, let's see how fucking good you are if I come out here and just don't try. Um, there may be some I'm that. all for it, man. I'm all for him playing for a different team next year. Like, I'm all for it. They've wasted him like they wasted Favre. Um, so, I'm I, again, I'm all for that. My biggest takeaway was – how awesome this top tier crop of rookie receivers already looks. Jamar Chase looked awesome, caught a touchdown, had like 60, 70 yards, 80 yards maybe. Devontae Smith, like we said earlier, caught a touchdown. He had a pretty good showing. Jalen Waddle caught a touchdown in his NFL debut. And even despite uh, Tua not being great. He still had a good amount of yardage. I think he had four catches only, but he was like at 56 yards, 60 yards on those four catches, and one of them was a touchdown. Um, this is going to be interesting. We know that the offenses in this league have been very pass-heavy for some years now. The talent continues to roll in in terms of quarterbacks and receivers, right? Now you've got – we saw a Burrow – and Chase did together in the SEC of all places against those defenses. Now they get to try it in the pros. I think that's going to be awesome. Hertz and Smith, very familiar with each other as they were also teammates in college for a while. Tua and Waddle, also teammates in college for a while. Like this may spurt like uh, a drafting strategy if you start all these teams, you know, starting to rebuild. If you can somehow aim to take guys who uh, are well-performing quarterbacks and one of their favorite targets in back-to-back years, like what Burrow and Chase did, Tua and Waddle. Like, if you can manage some stuff like that with the success that these guys are showing, I think that that might uh, be a thing in the NFL. we got three of them going at once, and all three of the rookies are the receivers. So the QBs have been there for for a minute. You get a little bit of that mental work done, and, and then – your homeboys show up and just pitch and catch. I think that's going to be awesome. That was one of the things that definitely stood out to me. Uh, and we talked about it in my in a group chat during the games that obviously Waddle was the late game. So Smith and Chase had already caught their touchdowns. And we're like, man, is Waddle going to catch one too? Are we going to bring this trifecta together and all these rookie receivers? And, man, he did. And I'm excited to see what the season brings for those three uh, duos. Uh, so that's that was awesome from week one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I was just looking at stats while you were talking. Uh, Chase actually had five catches for 101 yards. Oof. Yeah, so 
<laughs> he he did just fine. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Despite uh, holding, he, he opted out last year, right? Yeah, it was opting out. It wasn't injury. He just opted out of COVID, um, or because of COVID. You don't really get to opt out of COVID, right? Um, Unfortunately, not. I mean, you you can, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called the vaccine. People get it right. done. Um, <laughs> so yeah, well, that brings us to the end of uh, episode fifteen. One thing I will mention is today Alabama rolled their happy asses into the swamp and uh, lemon bootied their way out of it with a two point win against my Florida Gators and we outrushed them by oh, I don't know, it was like 100 yards we got more yards it was like 150 yards that we outrushed them we got 110 yards more than them on total offense uh, we still managed to lose the game by two points and it's just because we had a shit first quarter and they put 21 points on us in the first quarter and then we allowed 10 the rest of the game. So we will start talking more college football now as the season has started. But I absolutely think that this will be a rematch in Atlanta in December at the SEC championship game. I think the outcome will be different. I think that the Gators will finally get over the Alabama hump. We have lost eight straight games to them. Last time we beat them was the 2008 SEC championship game with my boy, Timmy Tebow at the helm. Um, on our way to our most recent national championship, which is fucking 13 years ago already. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk some more college football. But, yes, that, that was the game of the day. The Gators put up a very valiant effort, came up two points short because of a fucking missed extra point, And then we had to go for a two-pointer <laughs> late in the game. That's like such a shit way to lose because some fucking fake football player missed a 12-yard extra point in the second <laughs> quarter. But it is what it is. Uh, let's see. I'm excited for that. I know that you had a little bit of a bump in the road last week with the Buckeyes taking an L, but they'll end up winning that conference and probably making the playoffs anyway. I hope so. Uh, we, we may need to make a quarterback change, but we'll give them a couple more weeks to figure that out. Nice. Well, we, we did have a true freshman running back run for uh, 270 yards and three touchdowns today. Well, that's always a plus, but who'd you play yeah. today? Uh, Tulsa. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, moving forward, the Hurricanes suck, and that's always fun. Ooh, um, yeah, they are bad. Florida it. State, bad. Florida State, zero and three. Miami is one and two, and should be zero and three because they squeaked out a one point win against Appalachian State at home last week. Uh, so I'm just gonna say that they're zero and three. Yeah, um, as well. So yeah, state of Florida is in a state of flux right now with their major football teams. Other than the Gators, who are two and one, and that one, like I said today, is the most respectable one you're going to probably see this year. Yeah. So let's see how that, that goes. I'll give you that. All I right. will say, you Georgia's going to have something to say about that SEC title game. Georgia can say whatever they like. We've seen that <laughs> story. We've read that book. I have no fear of those Bulldogs. <laughs> I'm excited for that for that week. That'll be fun. That'll be on uh, Halloween, I believe, which is always Oof. fun. That is yes. fun. All right, man. Jacksonville. All right. Well, very good. That was uh, episode 15, everybody. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in every week as we all do. We do this for you all. So, again, feel free to reach out to us on social media, at Instagram, three major sports. Uh, interact with us. Answer the polls that we be putting up. Check out the content that we're putting up through there. And we will talk to you all again next week for episode 16. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. No problem. Take care, everyone. All right. You too.